0: Welcome to the effects loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. And I'm Chad Jennings. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. All right, this episode is brought to you by StringJoy, uh, makers of string and joy. If you haven't checked out StringJoy, visit their website, Stringjoy.com, make fantastic strings. Uh, I just saw a cool ad, and it's really neat because they're actually one of the few string makers that actually make their own strings. Most people get it like sent in from the bigger companies. I know uh, I've used a couple, and it's really neat because they make almost any size string imaginable. So I got a set of eights because I... if
1: I want a size four?
0: I don't know if they go four. I think we're getting a little crazy with it. (laughs)
1: But uh, if you breathe on it,
0: yeah, that's it. I tuned it to I, all right. No, we're not even gonna go. All right, so um, that was our sponsor spot. Check it out, go to see C- String Joy. They've got actually uh, really cool stuff, uh, besides strings too. If you need guitar picks, cleaner, all that fun stuff, but we are gonna move on to a cool part. We need to do a shout out because we got a new uh, patron through our patreon website uh jason fuzzmonger thank you for your support and chris will be getting those stickers out to you sometime in the near year
2: (laughs) (laughs) this is the second job right yep oh my well that's not gonna do
1: a cycle hum where steve takes like six months to send something out
0: we're gonna see if we can beat steve that's our goal in life um i'm trying to i'm trying to think it does feel like this is a second job. It's crazy. I wish we could do this full time. So, if it's we, pretty
2: if, high paying, I've heard doing
1: podcasts and stuff. Listen, yeah, if we get the right I, sponsors,
0: yeah, we're gonna have to get <laughs> Gibson sponsors. It's brought to you by already.
1: ATT Wireless. And- <laughs> is, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we're like calling people at the Super Bowl. So, how do you get these spots filled? Because we really need help. <laughs> Five million
1: dollars oh, for 30
0: seconds. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to our what's new. Chris, what's new with you with gear?
1: Uh, the Dan Electro Bacon and Eggs arrived. I have not gotten to plug it in because I forgot about it because I didn't take it out of the box when it showed up. And... It's an
0: easily forgettable pedal. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> so it sat in my room in the box, just buried under stuff.
0: If you um, haven't played one of those, you've got to because it'll really hurt your sides from all the laughter. <laughs> what
1: I, I should oh I my should gosh this at my gig next week The so, now that i'm doing
0: so chad uh dan electro had the food series small pedals and they oh had gosh. one that was called the bacon and eggs it was one of my first i think it was my first pedal because huh. i didn't have an amp and i'm like oh it's portable it's got a speaker And it's, I didn't know any better. It sounds sounds like Dookie. And not the album. It's not great.
1: (laughs) I was going to say that would have sounded better.
0: I think I sent one to Blake Weiland from the Tone Mob for Inner Secret or Inner Circle Secret Santa from 60 Cycle Hum. And it was kind of like the gag gift. That was like the extra pedal that I threw in. (laughs) I wonder if he's ever plugged it in. It's by far the, the, like, it's honestly when you think of Dan Electro. In like a negative sense, it encompasses everything you could think of. I've played
2: some good Dan Electro guitars.
0: Yeah, but they actually like have pretty ones. decent. Yeah, they have, they have pretty decent pedals. Um, the Food series was kind of the weird thing that people either love or they love to hate because their plastic enclosures are really small. The knobs fall off. There was so much wrong with them, and oh the sounds gosh. weren't amazing. <laughs> There were some that were great. The PB&J delay was good. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the uh, Fish and Chips, the five band EQ, or maybe it's seven band. Um, The EQ pedal is renowned. The Tuna Melt uh, is a tremolo, I believe, or a speaker emulator, like a spinning speaker. And that that actually won pedal of the year, I think, through Guitar World one year. Wow, which is kind of crazy to think about it. But everything else is pretty much a joke. Um, but it's funny because I actually collect that series. I collect Dan Electro <laughs> pedals, and like, a hundred percent. I can honestly tell you what I collect, and the reason why I collect them is because they're cheap. You can get them for usually like twenty to thirty bucks each. That's unreal. So if you haven't checked those out, if you ever like cruising Craigslist or anything, you've got to just find one. Send, send us a message and I'll tell you if you should try it or not uh, how is
2: Craigslist where are you guys from
0: I'm, I'm in Knoxville Tennessee area Chris is in Memphis Tennessee yep.
2: how is Craigslist over there because
0: it's, <laughs> it's the same people posting the same stuff yeah. all the time but every once in a while you get that v- weird crazy random find and it's worth checking periodically
2: gotcha I know because like I'm near LA, so if I'm willing to drive, it's like you could find a lot of things on Craigslist, like a ton of things. Yeah, I could imagine. I normally it's still look pretty... at like Nashville
1: for good stuff.
0: Yeah, I actually check out Nashville quite a bit too, because we're both about three hours to Nashville. I think Chris is closer to four, maybe.
1: Okay, a little bit.
0: And so if I ever found anything really good, I could make the trip. I actually picked up a guitar I met a guy halfway between Knoxville and Nashville one time and most people in Nashville are willing to drive so I guess it's kind of the same thing because musicians got to pay the rent so they'll sell whatever they have to yeah and you got full-time musicians out there so that always works out because 90% of full-time musicians are doing what they can to pay the rent so
2: you know all the guys I know in LA that are like just barely making it if making it at all they're all pop are session players really you know, like yeah like the guy who plays at my church is katie perry's bassist <laughs> and um
0: that's crazy oh, wow i
2: knew the guy who played on tour with uh megan trainer um yeah it's just that's those are the gigs that pay money it's it's mm-hmm. weird it kind of feels like a sellout in some ways but like
0: Oh no, dude. Listen, if Justin Bieber called me and is like, Hey, will you play guitar on my upcoming tour? I would be <laughs> You'd like You'd be there. I In a I mean, in a heartbeat. I'd be singing baby, baby, baby all day long. I don't care. <laughs> my dignity goes out the window at about forty K a year.
2: So Dude. Dude. <laughs> at this church I went to in Malibu for a little bit, I actually uh Bieber's family showed up. As
1: crazy as that is,
2: <laughs> a few times like his mom, his brothers and sisters were
1: there. I was like, say what? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I... uh, that story confirmed then that he's potentially maybe doing better.
0: Yeah. Well, Bieber was really big on, um, he's Hills- big in Hillsong yeah. in New York with, uh, I forgot the guy's name.
2: Like- I, he's a believer, but I think he so much money and so much stuff going on. it's like, you're bound to slip up. It's just bigger oh when God. you're
1: that much bigger. Well, live we himself. live by forgiveness instead of <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, everything else.
0: <laughs> well, well, even then, how young was he when he got that much money? I mean,
1: oh, that, that's oh, a good man. point, too.
0: Well, that was I was watching um, an interview talking about Michael Jackson. Or no, it was Steve Harvey who was talking about Michael Jackson. He's like, he's like, listen, he's like, he just lives in a different world than we live in. He's like, do you like Michael Jackson owns two giraffes? You wouldn't even know where to. Th- think about shopping for a giraffe like, yeah like you'd be calling the zoo trying to get, buy a giraffe i was like that's that's literally what people got to think about sometimes yeah totally um all right so we're gonna get back on topic chad you fit in very well because you get off topic just like we do
2: it's oh awful. man i love aiding the off topic <laughs> um all
0: right so we've got uh oh we're on me so i i actually picked pick up um I picked up the Ernie Ball expression shir- series. I went to Guitar Center on Saturday. My wife was like, you need a day just to do whatever you want to do. So I went and checked out um, some guitar shops I haven't been to in the area. And uh, I went by Guitar Center and I turned to my wife. I said, Jess, I said, I'm going to Guitar Center. I don't plan on buying anything. But every, every once in a while, I they don't realize what they have in their use section. So... I always go and try to find a really good deal. I picked up like a Cusack Tapa delay for, I think it was under a hundred bucks one time. And it's just, I get, I don't know what it is about my guitar center. They just don't know, but they actually That's had really funny. They actually had the expression series from Ernie ball, which kind of was a flop. Um, it wasn't a huge seller. It seems they had them on sale for 65 bucks a piece. And they're usually one hundred fifty dollars. Uh, I we've got our chat group for uh, people who support on our Patreon for the five dollars or more, and Willa Hughes in there. And I sat there. I messaged. I was like, "Holy crap! These are sixty-five bucks. I might pick them up." And Will's like, "I've called all around, and no one else has them for that price." So I asked the guy. I said, "You know, these are pretty, you know, pretty great priced." He's like, "Yeah, we're they're on clearance." I said, "My friend says that he can't find them in his area." And he said, Yeah. He said, clearance just goes store by store. I was like, Oh, well, that's cool. So I picked up two of those pedals for the same for under what one pedal would cost me new. What? And, yep. Yeah, I bought both of them. It was 140 bucks after tax and everything. And, uh, Will actually, I bought him a pedal and I shipped it to him. So it pays to be a Patreon supporter. So, wow. He sent me the money. I sent him the pedal. It was great. And, uh, that was i think was pretty much my what's new um we do have some cool stuff about to come to us we've got a couple companies who've sent us a few little products to review and talk about on the podcast so keep your eyes eyes open up for that guys whatever the phrase is (laughs) which i can't yeah you know what (laughs) that's been a long day um so chad what's new with you
2: (laughs) Man, I don't know. Orders have all of a sudden just like skyrocketed. Apparently, I'm part of some Facebook groups that, but I don't know, making things happen. But uh, I'm super stoked. We just came out with the Navigator a little bit before Nam. For those of you who don't know, the Navigator is our Tele model, um, and it's more economical, uh, more affordable than our other guitars. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the first thing. And soon, not yet. I'm too busy to draw it up right now, but we're gonna do a semi-hollow, uh, navigator, uh, Tele type guitar, and it should have all the, the semi-hollow and the current Navigator. Um, you can option them up into basically any pickup combo, any bridge combo. Um, yeah, so that's what we got Bruin.
0: That's pretty. That's really sweet. I every time I see a Navigator, I like fall in love even more one of the cool greatest things if you're a fan of wood grain showing through oh yeah chad's got it every time i'm just like oh that wood grain (laughs) like (laughs) it's like oh every (laughs) um and uh they've so you're talking about those two we'll go ahead and we'll kind of let you tell us a little bit about yourself before we move on to gear news Um yeah so so navigator's your newest baby pretty much yeah yeah but tell us about your other uh we have oh other babies, God. too.
2: We have a total of, I don't know, three babies now. Is that, is that what it is? Four? Four of them? So we got our Voyager <laughs> offset model, um, and the Voyager can come uh, standard, being solid body, or deluxe, being semi-hollow. Um, and then we also have a Catalina, which is uh, mainly semi-hollow. We have done one solid. Um, but yeah, I don't even know where to go. I love shaping necks. Mm-hmm. It sounds weird and guitar nerdy, but uh, I really like the player's interaction to a neck. So I do like a little bit of a a soft V meets C, so something with like I call it slope shoulders off the side of the neck, um, but definitely round on the back, so it doesn't really feel like a V. Um, so yeah, it's something super important to me. Resonance, high resonance in guitars, lightweight guitars, super important to me. I try to pick materials that I can make both of those things happen with. Um, yeah, I. I don't know where to go. There's, I I love guitar making. I love the relationships with like you guys and all the people I met at NAMM. And so that's really fun for me. It's becoming difficult as I'm getting busier, but
0: uh, yeah. How, how long have you been in business?
2: <clears throat> oh man. I'm really bad at counting. As funny as it sounds, December, 2014 was the official like open date for Jennings guitars. Okay. But we had like been working unofficially at, at sheds in my parents' house. Um, a few years before that so
0: well one know. of the one of the cool things is, is is it seems like you've really embraced um the podcast and facebook world yeah and you know. and it's really cool because it seems like that's just where the guitar world is heading it used to be you're always checking out what was in the magazine this month and all that and it's become so uh, great because the builders get to in and be personal Yeah, and build those relationships and it's really awesome and you've really embraced that so thank you and it the cool it seems like you know you've been doing it for a while but it seems like recently you've just kind of hit a home run and have been going going going
2: totally and uh
0: i've seen jennings guitars 60 cycle hum uh was it brian wall does is it worship tutorials
2: yeah yeah
0: and that's another one where i've seen it and every time i see it i'm just like oh that's beautiful
2: dude he keeps telling me how much he loves that guitar i was like i have a hard time believing it i think like as a builder (laughs) you have like a disease of oh it's never perfect Uh, because your goal is to always improve and keep improving so that's always like i guess the monologue in your head so he says it's incredible and he loves it and i've got tons of orders from him and Kind of what they're doing. So that's been huge for us. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard getting yourself out there. And I've just, I would say I've sacrificed a lot of productivity time to really try to push out and be relational and, I don't know, get out on Facebook and podcasts and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm trying to think. I, hold on. I'm having like a total brain. I got to check something uh i was trying to see all right so there was a couple uh i did post in our group uh that we're about to record with you and we had um we said did you have any questions and there's a couple cool ones i think it would be really good so everyone yeah know you better um what's the one thing that you wish people requested more of or you just requested like that they would request from you
2: Ooh, that's a hard question. Um, That was like,
0: he like completely went with like the, that's from Jason who we just gave a shout out to. He went like straight deep right away.
2: I love it. Um, I'm going to take like two mindsets on that. Um, Maybe even three. Uh, There's kind of what's easier to make and makes me more money. And I like to do, Mm -hmm. and that's going to be the satin finishes. They are easier. Um, they're more forgiving, um, but at the same time, I'm finding that the satin finishes um, also sound the best. And the reason for that, I know, I I kind of put the money thing out there first, so everyone's to be like, oh, bull crap. But um, yeah, so the fat, satin finishes over the gloss, the material is harder, the paint is harder, so kind of your cap tone is and your resonance is higher on the guitar. Um, also, with the satin exposed grain type finishes, I'm able to coat thinner which is also increasing your resonance. Um, So for me doing satin stuff with like a roasted neck is always the best sounding stuff. And uh, I got a good amount of orders for those, but uh, I wish more guys would do it. Um, Cool things uh, would definitely be like dog hair. Um, I haven't figured out a good way to do it, but I can
0: do them well. Um, So uh, if someone didn't know what dog hair was... Yeah, what is dog hair? (laughs) uh, Explain it to us like
1: we're five. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so dog hair is uh, like a high-contrast grain filler. So you take a porous wood, like ash, and um, I coat, let's say, black onto the wood and get the the grain to sink into it, right? Or the, the paint to sink into the grain. And then I wipe in grain filler in the sunken grain uh, contrasting color in this case i usually do black and um it gives you this negative effect think of like a black lab with gray hair
0: did you do a voyager with like the white in there is that on your website i think it's on your i'm I'm looking at your website
2: man maybe (laughs) Uh, yeah i did one with white and um black grain fill is that the one you're talking about
0: possibly (laughs) i'm not sure there's
2: some on there instagram is the best place to look through it Okay. But, uh,
0: I th- yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're saying, but I've been wrong about things before.
2: If you look up dog hair, like, uh, yeah, dog hair finishes, tons of stuff will come up.
0: All right. So if you're pausing the podcast, <laughs> come, come back. Cause it's about to get better.
2: Sorry. Uh, what else? Dog hair was sick. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love, I love making the semi hollow Voyager's. It's hard for me. You like how I'm artist braining all over this question? (laughs) No, (laughs) I wish guys would ask more of Uh, more roasted because it sounds the best and more satin exposed grain like swamp ash type finishes um, because they sound the best too. And that's what I care about most is how it feels and how it sounds.
0: I think the roasted necks feel amazing.
2: Yeah. And some guys argue that they don't sound any different. I say bullcrap to that. I will pick up two pieces of wood, one roasted, one not that are like the same size and knock on them and just kind of listen to them. And um, the roasted rings like a bell. And when I tap on it and the maple, it rings well, but not nearly, you know, we're talking the the last like five to 10 percent of like greatness here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the roasted is that extra five to 10 percent that really makes a guitar from good to sweet. So, yeah, that's kind of that's what I would do
0: okay cool um next question was favorite hot dog toppings
2: oh my goodness (laughs) i used to work at costco so i've had plenty of hot dogs (laughs) um you know just ketchup mustard relish actually i take that back my family go out on uh, the lake and we do chili dogs chili dogs with cheese uh, a little bit of ketchup on there and uh freshly barbecued is the way to do it. Chili Dog. Homemade chili dog. With cheese.
0: Hi. <laughs> um I you see even our listeners are not able to stay on topic. What's your uh, favorite guitar pedals? Or pedals. Ooh.
2: Pedal singular. I'm a no, reverb guy. One. Um I like my amps for overdrive. I do like a bunch of the pedals for overdrive too. Um, but right now it's the Mercury M7 uh, from Maris. I've been okay. using that one, and um, yeah, it's sick. Super dynamic, lots of modulation type stuff. I'm not super into the modulation type stuff, but I do like to use it lightly, just to give a little flair. But
0: yeah. So, what style That's... of music do you really play? Like, what's your the style that you most typically play?
2: Oh man. I I just play noodling. (laughs) I play noodling to test the guitars. That's really all I'm doing right now. Um, So kind of be a bluesy vibe, kind of be like a stratty chunky vibe. Um, I grew up listening to heavier music. Like one of my favorite bands was Thrice is still. um, But yeah, so I'll play some of that. I'm just all over the board. I definitely came from more of a guitar nerd background of like, Ooh, if I make this, what does it sound like? I'd played um a bit, but like never really connected as a band, like but like I had drums in my bedroom growing up, so we'd have like my brother and I would have jam sessions in my bedroom like almost every day, so that was cool.
0: Okay, sweet. Um is there any material you wish you could work with more or at all, but can't due to the cost or availability? Hmm.
2: Not really. Um, yeah, not really. I I really like roasted maple for necks. Uh, I've done a few rosewood necks. So those are really nice, um, which it is available. It's just somewhat harder to get. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's tons of good options,
0: uh, but nothing that I can't really get, so... Hmm. For all of our listeners, Chad's actually still working. He took time out of the work day to to do this. So that,
2: that's totally. I apologize for the phone, but uh, yeah.
0: Hopefully, it's not someone that's going to keep calling back. They're like, I know you're sitting right there.
2: No, um, no. If they want me, they'll come in the shop. Uh,
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, last question from Jason was: What's your favorite amp and or cabinet?
2: Ooh, that's a hard call. Uh, right now, it's the Benson that I have. I have a Benson Monarch, and it's finished in walnut head, walnut cab. So that thing's really Ooh. sick. Um, definitely made a few of my own amps. One like a Tweed Deluxe, and then I also made uh, a Tweed Champ. So,
0: how heavy that, is that Benson? It's not that heavy. I uh, just imagine like I guess walnut might is it a lighter wood, so I could just imagine no. like a head. Walnut's fairly heavy, um, like the head's
2: heavy, but you got a bunch of iron in there. He puts huge transformers in there so you can get the tone that he wants. Um, okay. But yeah, it's okay. not horrible. The cab, the speaker cab's pretty dang light, actually.
0: <laughs> um, and then Joshua Fraser asks, what is Clifton Worley like? Did <laughs> you, meet, did you, did you Were you on Clifton's show? Yeah, yeah, and Clifton came by at NAMM. Okay. What is he
2: like? I don't think I got enough, like, out of our guitars.
0: No, no, no. like, what, what is he uh, like, like? what is just as a like no. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh,
1: it's an odd question, <laughs> yeah, but okay. Yeah,
0: okay. Hey. Clifton's <laughs> a cool
2: dude. He's super mellow. Um, yeah,
1: he definitely,
2: I guess, likes to honor people the best that he can. He really does. But,
0: He's yeah. a he's fantastic guy. So he stayed with us at Summernam. Uh, okay. We were we roomed up there. Uh him and Daniel uh Shields from DS Guitar Engineering. And uh his brother. So but Clifton was like uh, Clifton's like one of those guys that you just meet that encompasses Southern charm.
2: Yep. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the
0: best way to put it. Like when you think of like that Southern gentleman, you know, wouldn't say anything, but you, I, you can tell like if you'd make him mad it wouldn't be fun but he's just yeah. super sweet like that's clifton Worley.
1: yeah but. and then there's jonathan southern <laughs>
0: <And then> there's,
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i'm like the i'm like the like super yankee like when you think of the super yankee i'm the super southern guy oh man um, let's see uh oh yeah no we could actually talk to a little bit of guitar news get back into the full episode um fuzz rocious pedals announced the playing mantis is uh up for sale this friday Uh, it's a really cool pedal i wanted to talk about it just because it they've started doing something that really i haven't seen before and they've added it to a bunch of their new pedals and it's really cool and it's self-oscillation fuzz so or like it's like a self-oscillation note that plays behind your playing it's really weird you've got to go check it out um that
2: sounds like a trip (laughs) it really is
0: (laughs) well it's like i could imagine playing with it in like one of those crazy the like uh all instrumental bands where at the end of the show the guitar like the lead guy just is down on the ground playing with all of his pedals like you his hair is covering his face i've got this distinct image in my head (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint it for you you will know exactly what i'm talking about you know the guy's got the long hair like jesus with the beard and all that and you're just like he's just making weird noises this is the pedal for that and i really want one because it's only 175 dollars and it would probably bring me hours of fun it's like buying an xbox <laughs> so if you haven't checked that out go check it out uh I think the first 50 are going to be acid etched and they look crazy cool, but um, let's see. Dark glass electronics unveils two new two new bass amps. Uh, Dark glass makes killer stuff. They're like the it company of the boutique bass world. I believe
2: talk about a niche. Yeah.
0: They're like, like, they're like the bass players who care what they sound like all seven of them. (laughs) No, <laughs> oh, i'm just kidding <laughs> but really <laughs> you're like you're like you're like we're laughing because it's true <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man i keep talking about making a bass but
0: we'll i see feel, i feel i don't know i feel like for bass guitars it's really i'm not saying odd in a bad way but it's just different to see them make a bass because it seems like most companies either do one or the other really well unless you're like one yeah of the, Unless you're Fender, because even Gibson really doesn't do a whole lot of bass stuff besides. I mean, they do Thunderbirds and stuff.
1: Yeah, but how? When's the last time you saw somebody playing a Thunderbird versus a jazz or P bass or something uh, super exactly. custom?
0: Yeah, it's like Fender's one of the big companies that can do it. But I think there's companies like what Marcus Miller isn't. Doesn't he a part of something? And most of them, like if you're boutique bass, you do boutique bass i know doug Cowers done a few bases but i don't think it's like a real popular thing he does no i talked to him about that one time he was like he's like don't I do don't... a base like i could just see him being super serious like, basically he's like don't do, don't do it. it
2: he's like everyone asked for me to do it and i did it and then nobody bought it exactly
0: <laughs> i think doug is the most he imparts so much wisdom because yeah. he's just he's just straight about it and there's been plenty of times if you're i'm in his little group he has for like titan and cower owners even though i don't own it because it says all over are welcome yeah, um, yeah he he just goes honest in there and it's great to see him he's just like he's like listen no one's buying the crap so i'm gonna stop making it so don't bug me about it after i stop if you're not gonna buy it when i'm selling it <laughs> i'm just like i was like dang that's hardcore like he's <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a niche market. The boutique bass world,
2: I think the key is going to be to just build a good jazz and pee, but modify it slightly. Like everyone has said about our guitars, it's like people even use the word it's like it's in the box that like a guitar should be in, it's not outside of the box, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like everything else that's there. And I was like, wow. Cause that's what I've tried to do. I try to create guitars that are very classic looking, very timeless. And a lot of people have like reiterated the exact words that I've told, like even my wife of like, Hey, here's what I want to do. And she heard people like say that at NAMM. She's just like, are you kidding? (laughs) So you can argue that like my guitars may not be like the most artistic, but as an artist, when you're trying to convey a concept and people are getting it I'm like,
0: that's i don't know it's exciting yeah well uh it's i don't know it's uh tough in the gear world because if you do something too crazy like not many people are going to do it but if you kind of stick to the standard stuff everyone's like why do you stick to the standard stuff you're like well number one that's what people apparently want yeah because they keep buying it
2: hence all the fender copy companies
0: exactly there are so, you know what, is there a boutique company that does an SG? You know, that's really funny. No, not that I know of. Because the SG is kind of, I'd say it's, it kind of died out for a while. And I feel like it's kind of making a comeback. And it
2: totally is, which is really awkward.
0: You're like, I'm working on it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, no. <laughs> that
2: was actually my first guitar. Being an AC/DC fan, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get, oh, a,
0: get my, an SG. When I got my first like guitar that that wasn't my like beginner guitar that someone bought me, when it was my first guitar that I chose to buy, I totally got an SG. The, yep. the, the reason why I picked up guitar is ACDC live at Donington. Whenever Angus comes out doing Thunderstruck at the beginning. that was it i was like that's what i want to do
2: yep yep so yeah yeah. so maybe i should make an sg maybe that's the answer
0: you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to do it for like one year and like you're like and then stop after the trend dies that's it you just ride the wave that's oh my gosh it's
2: like so against my beliefs (laughs) as a builder
0: you're like i want to go against the grain like no i want to
2: build timeless stuff i want stuff that's like gonna look cool and last
0: that's I, true too.
2: I don't like chasing trends, but I think you can do timeless stuff that looks classy and good.
0: The, if if not, you would just be BC rich like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I, uh, I I'll I'll be honest. There was like five minutes in like ninth grade that I wanted the Carrie King. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, that's my dirty secret right there. Ugh. I don't I don't hate BC rich too much. Too much. Too much. Just a little bit, just like thirty-three percent, one third. (laughs) That's where I'm at. Uh, All right, and then the last pedal, or the last thing we're going to talk about, is a pedal. TWA launched a uh, mini morph dynamic wave shaper. So it gets it. It's all right. So it's like it's like a filter sound, almost to to like a fuzz sound. So think of like a sputtery fuzz. And like weird kind of filter sounds so interesting An envelope and is it envelope dependent drive circuit so it's just kind of this weird fuzzy burp sound um so it's pretty neat you should check it out i i, I like it because I, I like weird pedals i'm totally down for like those odd things that you'll never use live but they're fun to play with <laughs> it's like the um the pelican noise works uh benson 6100 not so i've actually i actually use that live but it's just a weird uh oh someone's uh, got an alarm that was me is it dinner it, time no it uh actually it went off in our episode last week too <laughs> um oh we, uh, we i did communion with my family every night for a week so oh, okay so that was my alarm that i keep and every night my wife's like why do you have an alarm at seven o'clock i was like it's a communion alarm and i totally forgot to turn it off <laughs> I'm going to do that on air. Uh, all right, boom. It's done. It won't happen again, guys. Oh,
2: that's hilarious.
0: And, uh, all right, so that's pretty much the gear news. Once again, we talked about Nam happened, and everyone went crazy and announced stuff, and it was really fun.
2: Okay, so, just a note for like my corner at Nam. Literally, if you walked around with a sound meter, it was between like 95 and 101 decibels in my corner for... Eight plus hours. <laughs> oh my gosh! And you're like, you know, it's like being at a concert and trying to talk to someone. You're yelling at them. Well, we're pretty much at a concert yelling at people for four days straight.
0: Oh my! Well, it's Summer Nam's not too bad. I'm sure. I need to go to that
1: one. Yeah, they got the sound of police over there. So,
0: it's listen. If you, if you go to SummerNAM this year by any chance, I will take you to Bolton's Hot Chicken, and we're gonna have a good old time. That's the best. That sounds hot really chicken. good. That's the best hot chicken ever. That was the Ooh. craziest because that's uh, the, we were there when uh, sixty cycle hum did the hot chicken challenge with Anthony and Clifton, Anthony from uh, Sinusoid. Yeah, that was nuts. Chris, were you there for that? You were there, right? For which one? When we went to Bolton's and they recorded the hot chicken challenge.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Cause, uh, two and years then, ago, because Anthony got his yeah. uh. Like stuff I, like I. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I'm not, gosh
0: i'm not laughing at anthony but it was definitely an interesting thing it was kind of crazy so um let's see so we're gonna move on to our topic I, I actually picked the topic this week because of some stuff i saw go down today <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was uh in a group someone posted this post and i all heck broke loose on him he said am i the only one who finds it completely ridiculous that quote-unquote boutique pedals which cost pro- which probably cost fifteen dollars to build sell for three hundred dollars um and he posted that in a group that has a lot of people who uh build those boutique pedals uh, hey. brian wampler chimed in jason from wampler chimed in uh i'm trying to think who leon from pelican noise words commented there was just a lot of people that kind of went in on that and the the builders didn't really lay into the guy it was mostly everyone else because we know builders you know are gonna be well-behaved people and everyone else on the internet are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <with laughs> <ease. laughs> there's <just, Totally. laughs> horrible people sometimes. but um, I figured it would be cool to talk with Chad here because you're in the you're in a business and you know the stance of the person who's spending the quote unquote, and I use big quote unquotes fifteen dollars totally. in parts for a two hundred dollars pedal. So the thing that blows my mind is that there's humans out there. That don't realize that a business is in the business of making money and i understand that there's nonprofits and 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 everything like that but the whole point is is no one goes in business to say i really hope i barely get by until i'm 60 something yeah i mean that's the whole thing everyone if you're in a business you need to dream big And that's just the way it is. You always want to look at building your business because that's what people are supposed to do. Um, So it just blows my mind that people don't realize that. And it's just kind of crazy. One of the pedal builders said, all right, I'm going to give you, uh," he said, all right, start building me pedals for $15. I'll take 5,000 of them. (laughs) (laughs) So that was one of my favorite I'm not going to say he said it. So, um, so Chad, how do you feel about this statement?
2: Oh man, um, I f- <laughs> I don't even know where to go. I feel like that guy is very uneducated. Um, mm-hmm. Clearly, doesn't understand business. Um, which it bums me out that he doesn't understand that, so that he less understands. Builders and why they cost so much and stuff like that, but um, yeah, like as a boutique, you're buying parts that are more expensive because you're not buying high bulk. Um, mm-hmm. You streamline your processes as tight as you can make them, but when you're only doing runs of like, for me, a guitar run a month is like eight to ten guitars. It's you can only go so fast, and when you're doing custom, there's a bunch of factors that go in. Um, my guitars are by no means cheap. They're cheaper than a lot of the boutique stuff that's out there. Um, but yeah, it's financially, it's ch- tight. It's tight for my wife and I, and um, we're making it, but um, I'm definitely not like thriving, you know? Um, yeah,
0: the, I think Doug Cower used to say, yeah, let me go into my Lamborghini. Like, like he's yeah, yeah. driving, driving this crazy expensive car, like stuff like that. Like that's, Thing too, people think that builders are living these luxurious lives. Whenever no,
2: dude, my average day is twelve hours at the shop, and then a lot of times I'm at home answering emails, and then a lot of times I come in on Saturdays. So, yeah, it, and a lot of times Mondays are fourteen to sixteen hours days as I try to kind of prepare for the week. um Yeah, and then you get stuff. Your margins are so tight, and then you have like. I have this one guitar right now um, learning a new paint system and trying to spray a metallic and it's just not laying down. Right. It's, I'm on try number four, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. Any little margin you had like that basically eats it up right there. Yeah. Um Yeah. It's hard, um, but we're doing what we love and going to keep pushing on and finding a way because we're determined crazy people and that's what we want to do. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, and, the whole thing is is it's you've got people don't realize it's it might be $15 on parts, but you as um, someone who knows a craft have to put a value on how much you're worth the hours you put into stuff too that factors in. You've got costs of the um yep. rent. You've got electric. You've got all your utilities. You've got phone bills. You got all this stuff that Dude. on. Yeah. And, that's just it's not like you've grown your business out of your home doing like with you've already got your rent covered and all that like it's you've got to have a business you've got to have a place to do this and you got to pay for all this stuff you know machinery is not cheap like and it breaks (laughs) i'm sure
2: and you either got to be pay someone to fix it which is really expensive or if you're like me you're too cheap to pay anyone um Or don't have enough money so you fix a lot of tools yourself
0: (laughs) well but i mean it's not like you're renting a house somewhere where you just call the landlord and you're like hey man something broke i need you to replace it too like you've got to repair some of this stuff like in and just in your shop in general too it's like i don't know it just kind of blows my mind that people don't get that and I, i just don't understand why people like the, my favorite response is always going to be, and I know it gets old, is, well, then do it. If you think you can do it better than they can, why aren't you doing it?
2: Because it takes a lot of time, effort, and energy.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And drive. Um, yeah, I, I worked 14 plus hour days, uh, seven days a week for three weeks straight um, trying to get NAMM guitars ready because of some changes that happened in my shop. So it's, it was hard. And I am so glad I have a loving and supportive wife. Cause if she wasn't, that would have been like, that could be a marriage breaker for some people, you know?
0: I mean, the, some of what is it like the top two are the top, number one reason why marriages fail is usually can be finance money
2: or business. Yeah. Money,
0: money, or, and then another one is someone is addicted or more married to their jobs than then to their spouse.
2: Yep. Yep. Which can also be fueled by money and it's, it's mm-hmm. hard. You know, I'm definitely, I'd like working a lot. I like being productive. Uh, my wife is fairly productive, um, and an amazing person, but she's a people person and I'm a productive person. So it's like, we're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum, but we meet in the middle and try to try to learn to honor each other through, um, everything. But yeah, it's hard. It's not easy, but, um, I love what I do and I wouldn't change it one bit. And, um, I told my wife at NAM, I was like, I wouldn't change anything about last year or how difficult or how many hours I put in anything because of how much I've learned and how much her and I have grown. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
0: Um, Chris, what do you have to say about all this? You've been awful
1: quiet. I mean, (laughs) like, I I come from, like, a background of work that we've always, like, build the customer for, like, what we do. And if you tell them, you know, yes, this person, you know, only makes you know, eight bucks an hour. Um, but you like charge them that you're definitely losing out money. So you have to be like, yes, this is what the person costs, but you know, we have to charge you X amount of dollars. So that's the kind of the same way with pedals. So it's, it's, and guitars, even it's like, you have your bottom line that you have to meet, but then you still have to make your profit.
0: Yeah. And I mean, because that's also comes, you got to turn that money into other things. And that's like, I mean, Chad, I, your website, I'm sure wasn't free. Exactly. Um, you've got, if you is... process a credit card, you got to pay fees there. So yeah, I think right. a
2: lot of people forget about that one.
0: I mean, what I know a lot of, there's some places it's what three, like almost 3.5% of a, the
2: transaction, transaction.
0: Yeah. for, that's a lot of money. That's so if you do that, run.
2: give out any kind of discount or go through reverb, yeah, all that's eaten at the amount of money you're making, mm-hmm. and it's not like we're doing cash and check every day mm-hmm. anymore. Like that's just not the way life is. So if you want to actually a Jenny sold guitar, it for fifteen
1: bucks, what would people say? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> it's che- Like, do you really
1: allowance? want to have somebody sell you something for that low? And because you would think it was crap. Yeah, Mm as we're in the, like, stigma in the gear industry, that's like, okay, this is probably worth whatever it's said to be. But if you, like, (laughs) bought a... Let's just use a Tube Screamer, for example, for, like, five bucks, like, wouldn't you probably think it's broken and, like, not worth anything?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and even... You've got to think of... uh, I've watched literally every episode of Shark Tank, and... (laughs) This I'm makes start me making expert. a
1: counter of every time you bring up Shark Tank because I think you've done it every episode so far for the last five episodes.
0: No, it has. I didn't bring it up last episode. All right, but, but, but all right. Well, listen again and send me the timestamp. But the whole thing is is you've also they they talk about their margins on there. They're honest with the like the sharks. There's people that like literally mark up their uh, price they do it almost 20 times they're yep. like it's in this stuff and the, and they're, they're saying they're like no this is what this is the target audience that's another thing too is you've got it's like you're hitting your target audience you're not you i mean chad when you made the navigator yeah you've got the you know you've got a guitar and you know your target audience with it and you know the price range and you know where to hit it like that's another thing the the market has kind of dictated prices on certain things, and you know what demographic you're hitting for, so that's why j h s charges one ninety nine and one seventy nine for overdrives, yeah, because number one people will pay for it, they know they'll pay for it, and that's the demographic they're shooting for they they want the the people who will spend two hundred dollars on a pedal, yeah that's who they want using their brand.
2: So. And it's a weird thing. Um, if you take that a step further, there's not only in the guitar market specifically, because there's such a range from like a guitar from a hundred dollars to like three, four, $10,000. Yeah. Like <clears throat> there's certain price points that people associate with certain qualities. Um, Very much. And pe- for a long time, my price points were way too low. And even right now, I'm almost priced in between um, kind of two price points being like a, there's almost like the 12 or $1,500 and under category. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like the $2,500 and up category. Yeah. So my Navigators are start at 15 and then my solid body type guitars being the Voyager and Catalina, they'll start at 21 and then the semi hollow start at 24. So I'm, I'm like just south. I'm just like almost in between those two price points. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. And uh, I, don't, I don't think people I, I'm i sure if I charge some people even argue that like, dude, if you charge $3,500 for what you charge $2,100 for people, would you probably it. sell a lot more and people will pay it. Yeah. And i was just like, what? Really? I'm so frugal in nature. It's like, it's hard to believe, but like totally like there's totally a mental block of price equals quality and honestly mm-hmm. when i'm a buyer of products i do the same thing i don't buy the most expensive thing and i don't buy the cheapest thing i usually buy something in the mid-range to like mid-range upper when it comes to like bicycles because i'm a i love mountain biking and stuff mm-hmm. so that's usually what i do
0: yeah i mean you that's true too i mean if, if it's if you go imagine going to the supermarket and you're looking at like chicken and you're looking well this are like beef you're looking at beef, and you associate the price per pound with the quality too just random everyday life situation yep yep so i don't know i just think that guy was completely completely head in the sand
2: yeah he was mad or angry about something and more emotion than rationale. <laughs> rationale. I
0: mean, because we do this because we talk a lot about we talk about a lot of gear um, that's announced before a price points announced. Um, so if it hits a news and they're like the price is to be determined, usually we'll kind of say or while we're reading the article, we'll be like, uh, you know, if it's over, if it this is over fifteen hundred dollars, I probably wouldn't be interested. Like, and you look at something too, and you've got that price in your head
2: yeah but,
0: i don't know i think it's interesting all right chris do you have anything else to say
1: no yeah, i think that wraps up the uh topic pretty good
0: Every, yeah everyone got their piece in I feel like are all so. i feel like we're all on the same side that kid just got another beating <laughs> i'm gonna send him a link to the episode Oh man! I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I don't do mean. No, <laughs> that's mean. All right. So, um, Chad, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank uh, you. yeah,
2: guys, thank you for having me.
0: It's been a lot of fun. If uh, if you check out Jennings, JenningsGuitars.com. yep, and it's actually a really good looking website. Thank you. I, that I, I like the video. It's really cool. You get to have a little background video of them actually working, and it's really cool to see. So, um and uh check out follow his Instagram if you want to see some beautiful guitars as well.
2: Jennings Guitar Co. on Instagram. Yes.
0: And uh so also we gotta throw a plug for ourselves. Uh check out our Instagram. Uh join our Facebook group, Facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop. Uh check out our YouTube. Uh if you wanna listen to episodes on there, like if you're at work and you're not supposed to have like your phone out listening to stuff you can just put it on youtube in the background um, and if you have any suggestions or ideas for topics email us at the at gmail.com and the last thing in our giant list of things i have to say every episode uh check out our patreon uh, if you like the show uh support us it'll be great because it helps us whenever like we go to summer Nam. it'll be really cool this year to be able to have money to put towards buying some stuff that we can check out and uh also if we get enough support we can go to winter nam
2: and that's winter cool. Nam.
0: that's that's like the big leagues like i feel like we're playing in like arena football at summer nam and when we when we get to winter nam we're in the nfl baby <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally
0: so uh let's see uh for the effects loop i'm diaz i'm chris and i'm chad and thanks for joining us. And that's the phone. Perfect timing. <laughs> They're <Time>. calling me. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys.
2: Bye, Guys, thank you so much.